This is Future Matt coming at you with two big notices about this episode. First notice is that my audio was lost during the process of making this episode, so we had to use the recording that came from Discord, which means that this podcast is not going to have peak audio, at least as far as is concerned. My voice. Second notice, we did section off the spoilers for Flip Flappers. However, Kakushi Goto has some mild spoilers that aren't sectioned off. So if you care about Kakushi Goto spoilers, then I would probably just go ahead and watch the show first. They're mild spoilers, but hey, it is still a great anime and maybe you should go in a little bit blind. That's all that you need to know about this episode. I hope you'll enjoy it and have a good time and I'll see you when it starts. And all that, and then we have this refer. Okay, your opinion's valid too. Hey, Nora. Yeah. Okay. You didn't like flip flappers. Okay. Our executive producer is very apathetic towards flip flappers. What she is highly interested in, though, is her food bowl. <laughs> and how it is kind of, yeah, how it has no food in it. Okay. Unacceptable. Welcome to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast, the anime and otaku culture podcast that has a lot of secrets, but the most important secret is that we have no secrets. My name is Maddie, and as you know, I'm a part-time podcaster and full-time magical girl, but what you didn't know is that I didn't even know that I knew that I knew about what I know. And, hey, guess what? You're here. I'm assuming that we have mastered literacy, and if we haven't, then I'll just go ahead and tell you that this episode is a special trade episode where me and my very special guest have traded shows for each other to watch. My special guest is Alex from the Antibodies podcast, and they'll be speaking soon. But the <laughs> but the anime we traded were Kakushi Goto from me and Flip Flappers from them. So, hey, pretty good shows, pretty good shows both around, both about uh, parents that have uh, some dementia issues going on. And also both about secrets within secrets within secrets within secrets within a wonder egg within a kinder egg. But yeah, hey, Alex, how you doing? It's good to have you again. Hey, Manny, it's great to be back. And I, too, am a part-time podcaster, but I'm also a part-time manga editor for a parent that likes to hide that they're a manga artist. But also, their child is secretly drawing manga behind their parents' back, and I have to keep that secret now, too. <laughs> but wait, did you you didn't realize also that you were a robot. Is that correct? Did you not Did you not realize that, or is that something that you're keeping secret from us? Error 404. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Madden. Great to be back. How's it going? <laughs> Super weird. I, I feel like I just got uh, just woken up from a reboot. <laughs> well, with the it's literally with the AI trend. It's just Alex is just like a long-term AI that's just been like integrated in like the antibodies. And now we're just doing some field tests to see if like they can be integrated like outside of just the antibodies podcast. That's really what this entire thing is. It's it's truly a deep fake exercise. It's a deep fake within a deep fake within a deep fake within something very sincere and very meaningful. But at the end of the day, that's too is also fake. But yeah, thank you for joining me once again. It's always great to have you on here. But yeah, we did a show trade and show trades are really cool because it's basically like you make somebody watch something, which is a little bit of like an SNM thing for me. But also, uh, I always pick shows whenever we do this that are shows that I... I'm fully anticipating the other person will never watch unless forced. So 
it was really cool to get to do this because when you were talking, we were talking about this. I was like, yeah, Kakashi Goto, I love the show. And you were like, yeah, slice of life. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't really like life of life of slice, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm really not that much of a slice of life fan, but fuck. I love Jojo's part four, you know? And that's, that's just a slice of life. So at a certain point, I have to stop lying to myself and like let myself in. But at the same time, like slice of life shows a lot of the time to me always feel like just one in the same. So I, I, I choose very sparingly which ones I like actually watch. Right. Well, I mean, like how interesting can your life be? I mean, really and truly, I mean, and for granted, all slice of life generally try to be like, I'm just your normal average high school student living like his average ordinary high school life. And I'm like, that's very cool. I'm glad for you. I don't care, though. And so that's kind of right. a little bit of a, an issue. But with Kakashi Goto, the only reason why I love it so much is because it's a daddy-daughter show. And I absolutely love f- found parent-daughter, mother-daughter, you know, all that stuff. I don't like it when sons are involved, but that's maybe just because I got a little bit of like a, I don't know, casual son sexism. I don't know. Hey, hey sometimes sometimes it'd be that way. Of, of the Slice of Life shows, bringing it back to the parenthood ones the other one that i really like was a somali in the forest spirit which is a also a you know a father uh you know kind of protecting and raising like you know their daughter with some secrets involved yeah yeah but that's but like yeah. fantasy yeah but you know it's it's good and then i i want to say it was good i just didn't have a great time it was barakamon with the the guy that went to the uh the island with the kids i i just i didn't like the kids that much the older kids were cool the younger kids were a little or a little whatever yeah but wouldn't you say that it's a, it effectively fulfills slice of life because the little kids were absolute shits and the big kids were tolerable ish i mean that is true that is how life works most of the time <laughs> although sometimes yeah. sometimes there are those really chill little kids and then the teenagers that are just complete asshats see i mean I don't, I don't integrate with children, not because like I have some sort of legal obligation that I'm not supposed to be, but more of in the vein that I just don't like kids, man. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't really like uh, any other sort of peoples unless I can meet them through my computer. But at the same time, I mean, still anyways, that's enough fluff, uh, enough pre fluff. Uh, we'll go ahead and do some quick check-ins. So how you been doing, Alex? What's been going on? Um, you know, outside of the little bit of work stuff that we talked about earlier, um, not a whole lot, my, my friend, um, <laughs> uh, I finished dirty pair finally. Um, it was pretty fun. Um, definitely think that like the classic, like buddy cop duo scenario mm-hmm. is a timeless scenario. Um, but you gotta, if it's going to be episodic, you gotta keep episode fresh, fresh and like interesting. Uh, in some way to like really make it worth worth the time and then uh finally got my volume five of monster in i'm about halfway done with that yeah and then um i also whenever i was up um editing the antibodies i realized our hundred episode is coming up i think i think we're gonna try to do something a little special don't know what yet but we're gonna do something that that's that's actually really cool because hilariously enough i realized something um about uh about otaku melancholy this is the episode we're recording right now is in all technicalities our 200th episode oh and uh congratulations 
Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know. Um, I don't count how many episodes we do. I just keep just keep on going. But when I went to go update something, I saw that it was like, oh, we're at 200. I'm like, okay, so we've got our 200th. And I didn't even know. And then I said, wait a minute, two of those episodes were announcements. So that means that this episode, next episode will be our 200th. Should I do something special? And I was like, nah, who cares? Yeah, get it at the next, get it at 300. We'll get it. Yeah, we'll get it at 300 or like an arbitrary number, 217, the 217th <laughs> episode special. There you go. Yeah. Just, you know, wh- yeah, whenever everything's, uh, Whenever you got it planned out. Yeah, but that's still really cool that you got to 100. Not not many podcasts can really do that, so that's really, really impressive. Yeah, I didn't even realize it, um, to be honest. It just kind of flew by. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for like our first like eight months or so, we, we were doing weekly. And we had a couple like special episodes here and there, so that definitely upped the count. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually really proud of us for like sticking with it, all things considered. No, I mean, that's absolutely a hundred doing a hundred of this is definitely a milestone because it's so easy just to put it off one week and then not come to it the next week. It's that's what I feel like happens to a lot of podcasts and a lot of projects like this. You just take an off week because you you can't really schedule it together. And then, you know, you, it just becomes easier and easier to slack off and then you just end up not doing it. So no, really congratulations. It's a really cool to get to a hundred. Yeah. Just got it. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta at least like talking talking about it you know that's oh, what i found because I, I i know we've had we've both had those weeks where it's like god i it's been a shit week outside of the podcast and the show or the topic i i don't like feel confident or it was just like shit and i don't want to like be negative but i have nothing but like negative feelings going on so like some weeks it's really hard but i yeah. do like really like doing it how about you what, what have you been up to um not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. I, um, really, truly, uh, my cat, uh, if you don't know, then now you know, but my cat has been officially diagnosed with cancer. Uh, our executive producer, Nora, Nora Ulysses Marigold, the kitty, she has been diagnosed officially with liver cancer. And things are, not to be a downer on the podcast, but if you don't want to hear sad things, then skip like 30 seconds. Uh, so she has basically been confirmed that there's nothing I can do for her. So she is effectively just living her best life at this point. And that's all I can do for her. And I have accepted this. I have embraced that there, the, the nihilism of it, but I've embraced the joy of nihilism, that nothing can be changed. But what I can do is enjoy the time I have while I'm doing this. So positive nihilism is what I'm calling it. Or, but it's fun. We're still having a good old time. She's getting a lot of people food. But whenever it happens, it happens. But we love her, and she's been in almost every single episode because she has to be in the same room as me because she's got, like, anxiety. So, yeah. But there, that's that, and there's enough sadness right there. Get Scoot that on out. But outside of that, not a whole lot. I did, did, I did. I'm currently still in my big Yu-Gi-Oh! kick, and I don't know why I'm in a big Yu-Gi-Oh! kick. There's no reason for me to be in a Yu-Gi-Oh! kick because I've not been into Yu-Gi-Oh! since since I was a kid. But I had some coworkers talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! And I said, oh, that sounds cool. And they were still talking about stuff I knew. I heard, like, Blue Eyes White Dragon. And I said, oh, I know about the Blue Eyes White Dragon. That's cool. And then they talked to me, and I I was like, yeah, I can. I know all about Yu-Gi-Oh! I'll get back into Yu-Gi-Oh! And so I ended up, ended up like playing one of the Yu-Gi-Oh games because I wanted to refresh myself. And I thought that there's not that much that could have changed over the almost 
the almost 10 years since I gave a crap about Yu-Gi-Oh! And I was like, what the f- what is an XYZ summon? What is a Synchro summon? What's a Pendulum summon? And I was just like, what is this? I felt like such a boomer playing this game. I felt absolutely like I needed a walking cane and, and hearing aids while I was trying to be explained how this game works. And um, yeah, so all that happened. And then I finally just said, well, I'll just start with the beginning. And because as is frequently mentioned on this, uh, this good old podcast, I am not, I'm not in for a long-term commitment with anime just because I'm difficult, but I am ready for a long-term commitment with manga. So I started the Yu-Gi-Oh manga from chapter one and early Yu-Gi-Oh has Yu-Gi just murdering people in games where they're like saw contraptions. It's basically, I've rigged this game. We must hit this block of ice and whoever, the ice breaks on will be exploded and murdered and it's just what yeah it's like the is it like kind of how the that one pokemon manga is just fucking metal as shit for like no reason uh absolutely the first 60 59 chapters of Yu-Gi-Oh! only like four of them or five of them have the actual card game in them they're early like first 30 are just death games it is just death games oops all death games (laughs) Because Yugi will be playing games with people and doing stuff like, if you don't find my trap, then you'll be killed. And these like, these order ass um, gangster kids are like trying to find the trap before they stab Yugi. And then he's like, I've actually wired this whole place to electrocute you to death. And it's just, okay. And it's... Damn, why why wasn't that in the anime? That sounds awesome. There there actually is, um, fun fact. So there's what they call Yu-Gi-Oh! Season Zero which is like 30 or so episodes that were made by Toei. Toei made the first uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! season, and then Gallup took it over. Uh, And so, like, the first... If you go and watch, like, the first 30 episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! proper when it's made by Toei, that's going to be all those wild death games, and that's going to be when Seto Kaiba has green hair. So... Hmm. I mean, I want to watch it just because these games are just wild and insane, and it's just... You know, really, it's got that, like, Tokyo Avengers vibes where it's like, how are these kids getting a hold of guns and all that? These are, like, middle schoolers, and they have, like, switchblades and, like, switchblades with, like, skulls and bones on them. It's like metal. But, yeah. So, uh, over the course of the weekend, this is going to be a long catch-up. I'm really sorry. Uh, So, basically, I've caught up to, like, 100 chapters of Yu-Gi-Oh! over my little mini weekend, which is insane for me. But it is essentially just the popcorn, the junk food of manga, in my experience. I don't have to think too hard. Obviously, God bless his soul, Kazuki Takahashi wasn't thinking too hard. Props to that guy for being, like, a hero in so many ways. So, you really don't have to think too much about this, because, obviously, they're not thinking too much about it, because they're just making the rules as they go. And then... On top of that, Viz Media decided to release a new manga app, basically just to dunk on Kodansha's K-Manga app because that was coming out too. And Not great. Yeah, it sucks. Really, really sucks. But they made I, their actually, one. Actually, very, very disappointing. Uh, yeah. I, I was under the notion that they would follow like uh, the Shonen Jump idea and just make it a subscription, but no, it's the stupid coins and watch ads to get coins and rent chapters, which is so dumb. Absolutely stupid. Anyway, so Viz Manga, Viz Media released their app that's just got a bunch of shoujo titles on it. And I was like, well, okay, I'll go check this out. And then they had my love story on on their app. And I said, oh boy, here we go. Reconnecting with my husband, though. 
So I'm like seven chapters deep into my love story, which is pretty uh, wild for me because I'm more experienced with like shonen manga and stuff where you get like 19 pages and that's a chapter. But apparently in like the shoujo stuff, they'll just plop out like 80 page chapters. And I guess they do that just once a month. It's I think it's a lot better that way. The stories feel like they're uh, the little chapters that they have feel a lot more concrete and a lot more um, well paced, I should say. Mm. I don't know. Apples and oranges, though, at the end of the day. I was going to say that I myself am trying to read uh, more like shoujo stuff mm-hmm. and manga in general. Because I feel like as far as like manga, I've noticed I, I mainly read like shonen or like just fucked up psychological stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I could I could do with some good good feelings in my love story. I watched the anime for that. Loved it. 10 mm-hmm. out of 10. I do agree. Do agree. He the, the main character, forgetting his name. Perfect. He absolutely perfect. He is. He's so beautiful inside and out. He is just if, if like I, I say he's my husband, but he's like my best friend. He's like if I had like a best friend, that's what it that's what like I'd want them to be. It's fair. It's fair. Like that's 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 optimal friendship right there. I love that guy. But yeah, um, I have noticed that that's a lot better paced. But hey. It is. It's been a great read. It's just been a manga. It's been manga May for me. I've just been reading just not so much anime, despite my boisterous, my boisterous boasting that I was going to catch up on my seasonals. But no, I'm just in I'm in manga hell. And for the five people out there who care, I have not read any more One Piece. So we're still sitting at like chapter 770. Uh, we'll get back on that horse eventually. Yeah, I, I did read. Uh, the new leaked One Piece chapter and Oda really, really out here just teasing us. Like it was a good chapter, but with the title, with the title of the chapter, I was like, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna tell us all. But he only gave us like, he only gave us, gave us half of it. I, I want the other half, like, like the part that I really want and what I think most people want still to come. But we will, we will soon know the truth. The truth will be revealed. What, what, like. What's what 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 kind of truth are we looking at? See, I can't tell you because it's about the arc that happens like right after Dressrosa going into uh like going into like them going towards Wano area. I I can't I can't spoil it, but the truth of a kingdom that didn't exist in a land up in the and a land up in the sky will soon be revealed and I'm excited. I don't. I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you or the audience to read or watch One Piece because I don't want to add three months to Earthworm's timeline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at it's really po- hard. <laughs> I mean, at this point, uh, he's not ever going to get to it. It's going to be finished for like six years, and then he'll, it'll probably be at a rate of he'll basically watch an episode like every two months. It's fine though. It's fine though. But that's basically but what's been going on with me, Yu-Gi-Oh and 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 manga. And I have actually because of just repeated discussions on Digimon, I have started back a Digimon Adventure one. But that's been a little bit trickle. It's been a slow trickle, mostly just because it's manga May. That's you, fair. That's fair. I, you gotta you gotta read. You can read the Digimon manga. There's a Digimon manga? There's gotta be a Digimon manga. I'm sure there is. Like, I don't doubt that. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. 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 Everybody's looking really weird, though. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. 
Yeah, I don't know what happened to Taiichi's hair, but like he put too much product in it. He's looking really flat. Also, I don't, I don't, I don't recognize any of these characters. Well, that's been what's up with me, and that's basically going to help us segue into our next segment of the show. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. I'll see you back in like four or five minutes. Hey folks, it's Matt here to talk just a tiny bit about Boomslank. Boomslank is an anime apparel and lifestyle brand that has super unique style and art across their entire lineup of phone cases, posters, hoodies, t-shirts, and stickers. I actually really, really love their stuff, which is why I'm so hyped to talk about them, because you know, I'm an actual fan of theirs and their lead artist, Shinobi P. I have their Mania phone case and their Leo hoodie, and they're both these kind of things that my coworkers who aren't into anime, usually, and my friends who are definitely into anime, actually say something to me about because they both have this kind of spirit and design that you're not really going to see anywhere else in the market as far as anime apparel and those kind of products go. So that being said, I'm super excited to say that if you want to get some Boomslank merch and help support the podcast in the process, you can go to their website, boomslank.com, and use our coupon code at checkout, Otaku Melancholy Podcast, that's all one word, and you'll get 10% off your purchase. Or if you just want to go straight to their website you can go to the www.boomslank.com slash otaku melancholy podcast to just have that coupon code automatically applied when you go to checkout so yeah a huge thanks to boomslank for reaching out and offering to help and support this podcast because it means so much for you know a brand that i actually like and that audrey and i both really admire to help support us and just in case you didn't know how to spell that, it's B-O-O-M-S-L-A-N-K dot com. And there's even a link to their website with our coupon code in the show notes of whatever platform you're listening to this episode on. Thank you guys for listening to this. Back to the episode. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the break. But if you didn't enjoy the break, you can go to patreon.com slash otakumelancholy and support us for as little as $3 a month to get bonus episodes, your name shouted out at the end of episodes, and having no breaks in episodes. And that's really cool. And when you support us like that, hey, it makes this podcast even better. And I know what you're thinking. How could this podcast get any better? And I have to tell you, a lot. There's a lot of ways this podcast can get better. But I'm not. I'm not here to discuss that. You'll figure. You'll figure that out on your own. You'll. You'll come up with your own solutions. They'll be like, you know what? You know how to make this podcast better, Matt. Take you out of it. And I'm like, yep. Just an hour of silence will make this podcast excellence. But can't do that yet. Can't do that. Just don't have the funds necessary to get me out of this podcast yet. But besides of all this, just discussions that I'm doing with myself, we're gonna be talking about the shows that we traded with each other first with Kakushi Goto, mostly because while I do love Kakushi Goto, I don't know how much our discussion is really going to be on it because it is kind of a slice of life and also flip flappers is the one i want to talk about more just because that is the anime of animes that is literally when you go into your anime uh your anime like high school course they're gonna just have like anime it's this and there'll just be a picture of flip flappers <laughs> let's go ahead and just start with kakushi goto i traded this with alex mostly because I like Kakushi Goto, and I thought that Alex should watch Kakushi Goto. Not for any reason, just because I thought that they should. So, Alex, what were your thoughts and feelings about Kakushi Goto? Well, um, going into it, I I knew the general premise, because um, though I, I myself am not a seasonal anime uh, watcher most of the time, a lot of the podcasts that I do like to listen to, this one included, are indeed seasonal watchers. So, I, I heard uh, many talk around the town, some some moons ago of this show and how how it was cute um and how it really wasn't like too uh too cutesy or like 
too boring or anything like that. It was just kind of like a, a good solid slice of life show with a with a fun new father daughter dynamic that mm-hmm. I guess like hadn't been done before. So I was apprehensively looking forward to it. Um, just, you know, based on my own personal bias. But then I watched episode one and I was like, hmm, I didn't expect there to possibly be like a emotional turn. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I, I shouldn't be too surprised here with the uh, with with anime at all. But I was also really confused as to why the, the like I get the show wouldn't exist if if uh, the dad like didn't go through all the effort to hide his uh, profession. But I'm also like, I feel like. You should just be honest with your kids always. Like, why would you hide your profession from your kid to like this extent? You know, that's going to like really, it's going to traumatize them once they figure it out. It's like, damn, my parent was lying to me this whole time. This whole time. Everything I know is a lie. This is worse than like a Santa Claus lie. This is like day to day. I was lying to your face. Um, But, but yeah, no, you know, it led, it led to some funny, um, situations and, you know, at the end of the day, um, the daughter wasn't like too upset by it and she, she seemed to understand her father's actions. So that's what matters more. You know, it's, it's their relationship. I'm my, my opinion on how the father and daughter's relationship is outside of a viewer for like enjoyment purposes doesn't matter, but you know, they, they came to terms with each other and, and we're happy and, uh, you know very much love each other and that's that's what matters at the end of the day yeah no that's um when my first watch of kakushigoto i watched it week to week because it was in the prime era of 2020 when i didn't have anything better to do so i was just you know a new episode of an anime would come out and it's not like i had work or anything that was happening i was i was kicked right out of my job so i was watching it week to week and one of the things that as someone who is fresh in the seasonal game i was immediately just hooked by the fact that this was a show that wasn't trying to be anything ridiculously over the top as far as production wise. I mean, half of the shots of this anime are just characters staring at the camera and talking. And as someone who so- fell so in love with Kakushi Goto that I then read the manga, despite the mangaka saying, don't read the manga, just watch the anime, which <laughs> is basically like an author making a book and then saying like, no, just watch the movie. I don't care anymore. I don't even know why I do this. <laughs> and I was just reading the manga going, all these sh- all these panels are just characters staring at me, the reader, and talking. And then I said, well, that was basically the anime, too. So what am I getting so up in arms about? Um, which is, is cool because Kakushi Goto isn't trying to be anything over the top. But at the same time, the premise is like you're saying, it is literally this, this man-child, in a sense, being so dumbfounded by the notion of raising kids that he just goes, yeah, I can just hide my profession and that'll be okay. I mean, here's, I I just don't, I don't get it. I didn't get it, but it was just fun to be there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely fun to see him like, um, pretty much have his, uh, assistants and editor do everything, but their actual jobs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was, that was funny. Um, and then honestly, um, something else that uh, the show uh, did pretty well is I like that we, we also got to kind of see like the daughter, like, you know, make her own friends and like kind of live her own life outside of her dad, Mm -hmm. um, in instances, which was pretty nice, but no, the show was, the show was good. It it didn't, it knew what, like you were saying, it knew what it was. It didn't need to like do anything like too different. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I think one of the things that in like the sea of anime that we're currently swimming in, the one thing that kind of set it apart for me personally, even at like only two seasons in, I noticed a trend among anime. This anime actually had an ending. It actually had a part where it said, the story is over, move on with your lives. No season two, no OVA, we're going. Just, yes. just leave us. Which and is I, very nice. It's so nice when anime does that. It is, but it is getting rarer and rarer. I have such a love-hate relationship with, like, modern streaming and, like, media so much. Because it's not just, like, an anime problem. It's becoming, like, an everything problem. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, like everything, I feel like, is just being built on, oh, we'll, we'll just we'll just fix it all in season two. But, like, so many things are just left open in season one. But this show said, no, we're getting it all done in a tight, in a tight 12. Except the mm-hmm. mom is for sure dead. But if you want to picture her being alive... She's alive, I guess. But that 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 part was really uh, that was actually really sweet. Um, yeah. When, whenever we got to that bit, because a little bit of uh, family background of me, my uncle was actually lost at sea for like a month. Um, so that was, I was like, damn. I'm glad we actually found him because we we probably would not have looked for him for ten years. So that really just shows like how much he really like loved his wife. Um, but Jesus, it, that's like, that's tough. That's that some tough shit. I'm, I'm honestly, the fact that you would just whip out the, yeah, my uncle was lost at sea made me almost do a spit take. That's so, that's wild. I mean, he, he's, uh, other wilder things have happened to, to, to him and that, and my cousins on that side of the family, but, uh. What? I'm, I'm not. See, is your is he like I, Gulliver I'm, from Gulliver Travels? He meet the little people. No, <laughs> I mean, for him being like a a white man, he married a a mixed woman and had some kids, and he and he's also like, I guess conservatively liberal. Like he likes his guns and stuff, but he's like no people's rights and things like that. So he would he would like get death threats to like write newspaper articles about it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's cool, but it's also I feel like that's a little bit wilder than being lost at sea because that's literally his neighbors, like like people would like drive by like their house and shit. Yeah, but I mean, still like you know when I'm making like when I'm fa- like fabricating my backstory, I don't have anything as interesting as like reasonably connected as like lost at sea. I mean, that's just like that's a whole that's a whole video game right there. That's a whole anime is being lost at sea. That is an adventure. That's still a pretty cool. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. He did not like. He didn't. He does not like talking about it. Uh, he just said, "I shat myself and had to drink seawater." Under that sucks. <laughs> I mean, what can you do? Guess that's the. I guess that is the perfect synopsis. I had to defecate on myself and drink some salty water, um, or as 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 JD. Oh gosh. He would say it's full salty because he's drinking well sperm, so. <laughs> no, the ocean is actually so gross. It's like uh, the fact that fish really do just come in the ocean and expect that to fertilize their eggs. Have some fucking decorum. Yeah, for real. I was so I was so caught off guard when JD just revealed that. I was like, yeah, it's full of well sperm. I was like, Earthworm said you said some off-the-cuff stuff, but I didn't believe it. And then you just immediately lead in with the, this is why the sea is salty. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's, it's not cause there's a bunch of, uh, whatever, what, 
sodium, not because there's sodium deposits. <laughs> you mean it's not from the Krusty Krab with SpongeBob salt in the patties? <laughs> I wish, Jimmy. I wish. <laughs> Pat's on back, looks into the sky, single tear rolls down your face. <laughs> because of the whale jizz. Anyways, and speaking of whale jizz, uh, not really, though. So... The entire premise of the show is basically he is a mangaka who doesn't want to be known as a mangaka to his daughter. And I thought that that was kind of lame because if I did something like that and I had a kid, I would boast about it. I don't care if I was like the mangaka of high school DD. I would still be like, yeah, that's your that's your dad's work right there. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> like, you got to you got to have some pride in your work, you know, especially if you're doing it at a professional level. Well, I also just kind of, I also just kind of had like a weird PTSD thing when I was like, I would take pride in my work, but then every time someone's like at work, it's like, do you have an anime podcast recommendation? I'm like, yeah, go listen to these. And I have never told anybody at work that I actually do it, do an anime podcast. So I kind of just was like, uh, yeah, uh, glass houses and all that. Yeah. I, I've, I've told a few of my coworkers cause they've, uh, um, I, I'll like, talk to them just to like say, Hey, what's up? Like, what are you into? Just like, you know, casual introductions. Um, and surprisingly a lot of people, um, are like, they're into like, you know, just like shonen stuff. Mm. Um, and then they, they like ask me what, what I do. And if they catch me on the weekend that I record, I'm like, Oh, I, I recorded a podcast episode, you know, not, not lying. And they ask, and then, um, I, I can, Oh, I don't think any of them have listened to it. Because I feel like if they did, they would they would ask me some questions about the shit that's come out of my mouth. Because uh, it's it's not it's not always the most sensical, I guess. I mean, you're literally I'm the whole choir right here. It's why I don't go out of my way because for the moment that B Stars episode dropped, I was damned. <laughs> All right, but I mean, Louis Louis is a very handsome deer. Yeah, but like, here's the thing is that people don't seem to understand that there's this thing called hyperbole and there's this thing called like sarcasm and then there's this thing called being true to yourself and people can't discern that with me sometimes. And so I really didn't want to just say, hey, fellow coworker, hello, fellow anime enjoyer, you listen to this podcast. I'll say how I want to take a anthro deer's dick in my mouth. <laughs> And please understand that I am not serious, unless under the, cor- the course of circumstances where I am serious, but I am not serious. And they're just going to yeah. be like, yeah, I don't think you're joking about that ever. And I'm like, uh, well, fair enough. But at the same time, it's just a prank, bro. <laughs> it's just a prank. I said psych. <laughs> I said psych. <laughs> I mean, how hey. many times do, you, do I gotta say I'm not a furry before you finally realize that I, that's, I'm not a furry? Yeah, yeah. Now, oh my gosh, uh, being a monster moose and may stand in high school with my friends was so awful. They kept calling me a furry because I was like, no, 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 no. I just, I enjoy monster girls and my little pony. That doesn't make me a furry. This means I have taste. I have taste. Absolutely not. That's what we, that's what we call like dignified pinky out culture right there. I, I mean, I, after all these years of watching monster moose I still have just episodes just stuck in my mind because I was like, dang. This is some good etchy. It's classic. It's classy. But yeah, no, if I just don't see why uh, Goto would just go out of his way. I know he's the thing about it. And I feel like this this entire work 
kind of reeks a little bit of autobiographical um so uh for the uninitiated so this is actually the third or fourth work of this mangaka they originally did sayonara zetsubo sensei which has a very similar art style obviously i mean i think zetsubo and kagashi goto look like they're at least cousins and maybe he was kind of writing about his experiences of being like yeah i write this i write this manga where the main character constantly says how they want to kill themselves and it's a big old joke but also at the same time i'm not like winning you know massive prestige and being rewarded with acclamations but the people who love my work love my work and that's pretty cool and maybe they thought, well, if I had a daughter, would I want them to read Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei? I don't know. So I feel like that's where uh, the brunt of some of this writing for the uh, the core story came from was just literally this guy looking like, would I want somebody to read my manga? I'm not sure about that. If it was my daughter, absolutely not. I don't think that a, a sh- I don't think a, a manga about a guy constantly saying he's going to neck himself is very uh, very rewarding entertainment for a child. I I think that is actually probably a, a f- fairly solid uh idea of where where the writing for this came from because yeah that would definitely make sense yeah well i mean there's so many things in this show that i love because i'm a fan of you know anime that's about anime like shirobako i'm a fan of mm. books about books like a uh, book lovers i'm a fan of like anything about anything else tv shows about tv shows oh my god can i sign up for five seasons in a movie uh so this was really just because it actually had you know sequences about about them going like his editor said something that made him think he was getting canceled so he just went all out and just oh that bit was hilarious that was such a good bit yeah and and then complaining about not getting color pages and all that like i i felt that this this guy was literally saying this is what it's like to be a mangaka and it's not all great and he was just going i'm writing what i know so i love those bits where he was just going like this is the struggle of a mangaka, for example, that time when he, the, one of my favorite episodes uh, was the one where he was doing a signing and he was trying to like keep himself like separate himself from Hime, and he just just went to extreme degrees. Yeah, I love. I, I really loved it. Yeah, um, I think my favorite bit, um, out outside of the my manga's getting canceled bit, because that was actually like. That was prime comedy because like it was Mm -hmm. everybody miscommunicated. um, And then what made it better was like the editor being like, wow, this manga is actually good again. Way to go. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it was a, it was, it was a sleepover episode. I believe. I remember correct. Where uh, uh, Mr. Goto is, uh, he's like outside, like trying to like just check on his daughter. And then uh, the teacher like keeps like, getting him with the with the almost uh pitchfork thing but without the middle part like yeah. uh that made me laugh <laughs> laugh a couple times but uh something else that the show actually taught me something else even more outside of the manga making process is what bungo actually meant um so now i know what bungo stray dogs fully means and i no longer feel silly yeah i also like that they they called him a mongo <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's what i love about these things that are about other things because you really get to see the inner workings because generally if this is a something about something else and the person who's writing it knows a lot about that something else because they're literally writing something about that something right now so 
the the entire thing with Kakashi and making the manga, I really, really like, especially when he was also talking about like the the lewd gags or whatever. I I I just loved it. I really, really loved it. Also because I just like Kakashi as a character himself because for once you're getting a character who's not, you know, an eight a sixteen year old freshman in in his local high school college or high school college, what? In his local high school, you know. This is a, yeah. this is a man. This is an this adult. Is, this is an adult. He pays taxes. He's got problems. He's got actual problems. He has to sell his house. Mm-hmm. That's real. Yeah. Have you ever met an anime character with a mortgage? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, where's the where's the next isekai? I got reincarnated in another world with a crippling mortgage and debt. I would, I would sign up for that so fast. Oh man, probably watch that over the vending machine one personally. Oh man, that's what I'm gonna do. Like I will totally, I'll totally just write that and just that'll be that'll be my web novel sensation. Help! I'm in another world with a crippling mortgage and debt, and it's just <laughs> constantly just finding ways to pay off your mortgage. But then someone would say, "Aren't you just making Konosuba?" And I'd be like, "Why aren't you? Con- why aren't you just making stupid things with your mouth over there?" So, I feel like it'll work out. Yeah, they don't have that much debt in Konosuba anymore. <laughs> they paid off like- some of it. Yeah, but like, you know, they're going to get more debt. You can never be quite debt free to me IRL from me IRL right there. Yeah, not in this, not in this modern capitalist system. No, no, no. No way, buddy. <laughs> no um, way, buddy. That, that, uh, that Capital One credit's going to be calling you for the rest of your days. Right. Hope you're ready to retire at 100. <laughs> <laughs> You know what they say, Jimmy, old boy. They always need greeters at Walmart. So <laughs> no. no, uh, take your brain and put it in the robots that they've built for you. Yeah, they're gonna basically have an AI when you're like at a hundred, telling you what to say, and you're gonna be like standing there. Oh, I made myself sad. <laughs> Oh, let's go. Let's think happy thoughts because I also got a little sad thinking about it. (laughs) It's all ha ha depth until you go ha ha. I got that too. (laughs) Oh, um, but no, yeah. Uh, Kakushi was he was actually very nice. I think another character that I like, remember, I actually really liked. His editor, uh, Sotsky. Yeah. Uh, I, I love, I love, if, if incompetence is done well, it's one of the funniest things. He's, he's so incompetent. It's so great. Um, like at the, the festival, uh, uh, right after he, uh, he started the, that one series and there was all the bootleg merch. Mm-hmm. He like called him and you could like, you could see him in the background. He's like, Oh, sorry. I'm out of town. <laughs> I was like, oh yes, me me af. I mean, the best thing about that is that from the moment that you see him, he's like, I ho- I sure hope that my new editor doesn't show up and lets my daughter know that I'm a mangaka, and they're just sitting there with the shirt, just in the tea room, <laughs> and he is like, what's up, dad? This guy showed up, and he's like, hey, Mister Manga. 
<laughs> and Kakushi's right. just about to like choke the dude out and like try to explain to him about the shirts and all that. I love that. But like from the moment episode one hit, I was absolutely in love with the show just because it's my brand of humor where it is that extreme anime ridiculous stuff is happening, but we're not taking it to its like logical extremes, you know? Like we're not like Kakashi's first thing is immediately not trying to like block the guy and just explain things to Hime. He's kind of just immediately going like, I've got to like kill this dude and hide the body in five seconds before Hime sees him. And I love that. I love, I love a lot of the things that the show does. This show really, to me, feels like it was kind of like made with me in mind because it's kind of, it's kind of got a little bit of its, a little bit of anarchy and how it's telling its story. I mean, the first scene we see Hime going to know to that house and you're like, well, it feels like it's in media's res. You're like, where is this going? Why is she at this house? Well, what's going on? And then, you know, we get the episode proper where you see the son and then, or you see the the dad and all that. And then later you see her exploring the house in the future. And I love that. That is like what gets me like story. That's like what gets my erection bone, like my story boner at maximum erection. I love times like this is what's happening and we're finding out more things in the past. Love that. Absolutely love that with all of my, my all of my being. I don't know why. I don't no, know I, why. Uh... I have to agree. It's part of the reason why I fucking love Bakano. Um, mm-hmm. Like, if you can really, like, nail, like, a non-linear story, but, like, make it, like, cohesive and, like, everything, like, fits together, and you, like, you get how, like, point A got to point B, and, like, the middle parts that you're getting, like, along the way aren't giving away too much about th- about how we got to point B, but you can kind of start to formulate it. It's so nice. So mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I mean that's what I that's what I love is like the mystery while not having a mystery, you seeing the end result and then solving it backwards. I absolutely love that. So this is really a show that had a lot of things in it that I absolutely adored, and that was one of the big things. Uh, another thing is just the pure kind of summer vibes that permeate through a good majority of the show. It kind of you kind of get the idea that they're a little bit on a um a coastal area. And it just the bright colors of the show and everything just really work to just establish a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of things that just I enjoy. So I, I feel like it's when I tried to watch this show again, I really was struggling to actually formulate like a criticism, a meaningful criticism for myself because I was just so just watching it and going, yeah, I love this. So. I'm, I I know I I already saw your mouse score, so I already know we're working towards just a foregone conclusion that I'm not going to particularly enjoy <laughs> because I, I love mean, this show. I think it's perfect. That's 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 Matt. That's Maddie right there. Matt thinks it's perfect, but Maddie also <laughs> understands that it's not everybody's cup of like coffee with cream. That's fair. Yeah, it's like honestly, I have no real like criticisms or issues with the show like it does everything well like none of the episodes were like unenjoyable i really liked the story um and it looked great too it just uh it wasn't fully like in love and love for me mm-hmm. um which is isn't the isn't a bad thing like i i would recommend this show to really almost anyone like it's super recommendable um it doesn't like do anything wrong um it's just a little bit hard to hit hit my feelings 
in like a super meaningful way uh, mm-hmm. to where I'm like, oh, this is like 10 out of 10. I, uh, I love this like to, to death, like, um, like a show that's like, is in like the slice of life ish category that did that for me was a uh, rock ago Shinjo. Mm-hmm. But like, that's also two seasons and you do get to see like this, this person's like full life from like start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such, it's so beautifully done. And that I actually ugly cried for like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was broken, but, but here I think a part of it that like, though I did enjoy it, but probably like, and like stopped my emotions from fully being there. Well, two things. Um, it all like, it was a little bit too much comedy for me to be like fully emotionally invested. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like, like if you're laughing, it's hard to be like sad. Right. Like, you, like you can sad laugh and you can laugh because you're sad. But if you're like laughing, but knowing that like, Oh, the sad thing may or may not happen in the background. You, you tend to kind of forget about the sad thing. Mm-hmm. Then they'll like bring it back. And like for some people it makes a sad thing sadder, but for me it's like, Oh, I was just I was laughing. And I was like already kind of looking to see where the sad thing's going to happen. Like I actually thought like, um, uh, Kakushi was just going to die there at the end. Um, <laughs> which I honestly, I, if, if he did die, I think I would have given it a higher score. <laughs> Alex like, literally actually, here like I want blood I do I do like uh, I don't know I, I just feel like it would have hit a little bit harder but I like I really like that he didn't die like I yeah. think that, that was a I think that was a nice twist on the like on the whole trope of oh I'm gonna tell you the like story of like the person that like meant the most to me in my life and you know eventually they died and now I'm like kind of reliving like our memories in a place that reminds me of them, which like is always sweet, but it was like, it was a good twist. It was a good twist that he lived. Like we got some like nice little comedy bits of him. Like, all right, everybody back to work. We got, we had the color pages coming up again. Like, like like that, like that, that was fun. But then I was like, damn, what if he died though? (laughs) Well, I mean, I think the, you know, uh, the show itself is one of those shows that's kind of a little bit about the nature of like what love and like love in the art of what you're doing, loving for loving for people, you know, like, cause it's all about that. Kakushi does love what he's doing. He does love manga, but he also loves his, his daughter. So he's kind of torn between those things. So, I mean, it would have been perfectly kind of resonating to have that ending where things were bittersweet and the bittersweet ending probably for me, if it had happened, it would have been a little bit per it would have made it even more perfect as odd as that sounds. I'm saying it's perfect. And I'm like, it could be even more perfect. But the fact that it ended on such a, a, a happy note of just like, there's still, we're still out here, you know, our lives go on. I love that. I love, um, I love endings that have that proper, our lives go on ending, you know, not the whole, the adventure continues in season two of that gets produced, but the whole, and, this was just a snapshot of their lives. It's over now. And you just, they get to live the rest of their days out. So I like that Kakashi got an ending that felt really good. And I like that everything just works out in the end, but no, I, I do. I can see where you're coming from exactly why you would, why anyone would think that really and truly. 
because it does it does feel like it does kind of feel a little bit just a little bit of a um a uh just fake like a fake out just can't commit ending right but 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 no it is it is nice that like they get to live together as a family and now in our brains we're like oh now they're both now it's just the bit but reversed Mm -hmm. which you know was it incest i'm still trying to work that out in my brain if was like him getting with her mom incest or no uh if it was then it would explain why i liked it but you know i don't think it was exactly because he he was the because yeah he was the not the young kids mom's like direct brother but his grandpa's mistress's son yeah Anyways, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like going through the bloodline math because that is <laughs> tricky. That's tricky unless you have like the tree right in front of you. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, good, good times all around. And honestly, I'm not sure if they did, but they should do like just an OVA episode of just like the bit but reversed. That would probably be fun. Yeah, abs probably would be. It'd be, it'd be a lot more powerful. I guess palpable. I don't know. But yeah, so. I guess we'll just kind of close this up and move on to our next show. But do you kind of want to break down your score? Cause I already said my score like three years ago and it hasn't changed. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I gave the show a seven. Um, if, if this was using the superior Annie list system, probably like a 7.5, 7. 7.6. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good show. Um, again, just, uh, to, to get it after that eight, just a little bit more like, emotional investment for myself but that's that's an on me thing not on the show viewer viewer mileage may vary with slice of life uh emotions but you know all around it's a competent show and it does everything that it needs to do to not fail yeah well i mean you are right annie list is superior in several ways i mean it's the only service we have right now Although it's top one, it's top one hundred uh, anime thing is basically just Gintama, the top one hundred series. So you know, there's that. Yeah, I I do wish, and this is for like my anime list as well, like long running series that have like multiple seasons, unless they're like distinctly different seasons, like something actually different is happening, like JoJo's or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but they would all just be compiled under one series. Yeah. I agree with that. I feel like that's, I feel like that's a common issue. Although I do also, I'm also in the park of the, I would write individual seasons too, because different seasons have different merits, but that's just my opinion on that. I don't know. That's, that's fair. Different seasons do often have different merits, but like, when you think of like, like Gintama is, is Gintama really changing that much? There's a lot of high Q up here. Attack on Titan, I would probably give I give I give vastly different scores for different seasons. That's true. That is true. Attack on Titan peaks and then is no longer peak. Yeah, Attack on Titan is like a is like a mountain range for me. There's a lot of dips and dives, but there's peaks that are just can't be reached again once we drop off of them. Though so I don't know. That's just a that's just my opinion. But yeah. No, no, that is that's that's pretty much Attack on Titan. It's it, it's such a mixed bag. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm wishing that we would just be over with this at this point. There's no reason why we aren't. 
I, I can't say anything. I read the manga and I can't spoil anything. Ooh, please don't. I I refuse. I'm being really nice about it. You really salt of really the salt of the salt of the earth. But speaking of salt of the earth, our next show that you traded to me was Flip Flappers. Yes. Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, yeah, so I, um, so part of the reason I want to do the sh- show trade is, um, I know you used to do these, um, with, uh, Audrey back in the day and it's been, it feels like it's been a while since y'all did one. So I thought it would be fun. And then I saw that a good old Ikea plant was in the server telling you to watch flip flappers. And I was like, mm, flip flappers is pretty good. Uh, Maddie should probably watch this. And thus here we are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, big shout out to Ikea plant who recently told me that I should probably like eat batteries, but you know, whatever, that's just how it goes. <laughs> um, but said, no, they said lick of batteries, but no, don't do that. I mean, if I'm going to lick the popsicle, I'm probably going to eat it. I mean, once you pop, you don't stop. <laughs> but no, yeah, Ikea plant does, does, Batting at like a solid 100 at this point. Spoiler for my thoughts on Flip Flappers. So yeah, they did recommend it. And the last time we did this, I think it was just something stupid. Like Audrey and I did it with like Kaguya and the devil is a part-timer. And it was literally 10 minutes of the devil is a part-timer and just nothing but Kaguya. I was like, yeah, devil is a part-timer. That's a show. But this, this is our... But yeah, flip flappers. So I'm glad you recommended this to me because I probably, I struggle with like, how do I say this? I struggle with watching anime for recreation at this point. Like I do still love anime and I do love watching anime, but it becomes a struggle sometimes when you've like, you know, you've got to watch a show for like an episode you're doing. And so you can't focus on anything else. But this was a show I probably would have watched. I should have watched recreationally. Because when you do shows like this, I feel like if you're trying to make a critiquing opinion, you'll dissect things a little too hard, you know? If you, like, get one minor inconvenience in an anime and you're trying to, like, make a review for it, if that one minor inconvenience will, like, get hung up in your brain. And Flip Flappers did that for me. And how Flip Flappers did that was that Flip Flappers was every single anime in 13 episodes. (laughs) It is actually every single genre. It is. Like, actually. it is a horror anime. It is a magical girl anime. It is a shonen fight. It is it is a mecha anime. It is a psychological anime. It is a slice of life anime. It is an isekai. It is literally every single anime in one condensed package. Also, it is a time travel because of Poppyka. Yeah, because of Poppyka. <laughs> it is every anime. It is every anime yeah uh it's so good it's um no i i I do agree sometimes watching shows like just recreationally are like for fun is a little hard sorry benlin saga season two i uh i will be with you shortly (laughs) um but no this show is just it's just like you were saying um before we record it is the most anime of anime just in 13 episodes like and it's fun it's fun about it like even when like it's sad or a little scary it's still got like the fun moments in there and i'm honestly glad i watched it a few years ago i i straight up was just like scrolling through verve back when verve was like actually worth something rest in Um, peace verve actually could have been the greatest streaming platform for anime of all time and they fumbled the bag Mm -hmm. and uh, i just saw the name flip flappers and i was like this is 
I'm watching this. Like with a name like Flip Flappers, I I don't know what what the fuck is gonna happen, but I'm I'm ready to go flip flapping. <laughs> um, and I I straight up like binged it. Um, I think in like two days, just like two days after I got off work, and it was just so fun. It's fun. Um, it's story. Um, it does. It it's also one of those animes that like the three episode rule doesn't even work because like they don't even know what they're doing to like episode five. Yeah. Just to, uh, just to throw a point. So we're having to use Annie list. Cause at the time of this recording, Mal is down. Uh, and so Annie list has tags for genres and they're like, every single tag is on flip flappers. You've got surfing, you've got super robot, you've got school, isekai, episodic, surreal comedy, superpower, dimpa, meta, primary female cast, magic. It's, Every single anime. And yeah, I agree with you. Three episode rule would not apply because I literally, like the first, the third episode ends with the big fight with the one of the other worlds in Pure Illusion. Mm. Uh, is I think that's the one with the desert. Yeah, the desert world. And that one feels like Mad Max. It's like Mad Max, Fist of the North Star, and Gurren Lagon all met at a bar and had a fist fight. And then Sailor Moon showed up at the last second because I think that's also when they do their first flip flapping. Yes, 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 it is. And so I was absolutely just um, in love with the show at episode three, which is a which is a shame because that really, for better and for worse, I feel like that's when Flip Flappers was at its most natural culmination. You know, that's when Flip Flappers is really showing you all the cards on the table. And you could just have any of them that you want. They're free. But then <laughs> after that, Flip Flappers becomes a... Uh, that's after that Flip Flappers goes, hey, it's island it's island adventure time. And I'm just... Where we talk about our feelings. It, after that, it becomes Evangelion for one episode. And then after that, <laughs> the show... It, then it becomes, it becomes Corpse Party. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really what the show is. It's now I'm Evangelion. Now I'm Corpse Party. Now now I'm a One Week Friends. And I'm just like, stop it, Flip Flappers. <laughs> we can't have every single thing on the dinner table. We have to diversify this. Because while some of the stuff is fun, it is episodic. Like It, it, it doesn't tie into anything except the showing more of uh, Papika and gosh coconut, coconut. <laughs> god i had to load up that coconut it just feels like it's building their this relationship how you have to say it you gotta say it that's how Vinny carvasky said it of every single <laughs> freaking time because i had to watch this dub because again high dive and my roku are in a never-ending war for my soul and if i don't want those awful subtitles that look like i'm watching judge judy at the doctor's office then i have to watch it dubbed Oh no! You know uh, that no, for real. The, for real though, High Dive does need to fix their fucking subtitles. It's so annoying. High Dive, I, listen, High Dive. If you're listening, I love you. I love you so much. But I really need you to fix all of your shit as soon as possible. Okay, actually, High Dive, I too love you. I will say, I used it earlier today. Your website, million times better than Crunchyroll's like actual like web player. It mm-hmm. actually fucking loads. It loaded the show. Which, like, Crunchyrolls just doesn't. See, 
here's 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 a little high dive moment i have a lot of beef with high dives player one of my things with high dives player is that for some reason when i was watching usa yatsura it really wanted me to listen to the portuguese dub and i absolutely did not want to do that but every single time i went to another episode high dive was like how you feeling about portuguese now and i'm like the same as i was feeling about it 25 minutes ago don't want to get involved but high dive said i you know, I treat yourself, treat yourself to Portuguese. And I said, no, high dive. I do not. And high dive did the same thing with flip flappers. I was like, yes, flip flappers. I know. I don't want to, I, I'm, I know this is going to sound crazy. I want to go for the dub. But every time I got to a new episode, high dive would say, Hey, how are you feeling about Japanese now? And I would just say the same thing, same way I was feeling 25 minutes ago. I don't want to read your garish, ugly subtitles on my screen. And high dive and I were just at a war. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. High Dive also, High Dive also has like beef with any Ikea plant recommendation. Cause when I was watching Princess Principle, it crashed and didn't want to come back on. And it did the same thing with Flip Flappers, which is why I didn't binge it because it crashed on like episode eight. And I said, well, you can only do so much. Yeah, that's a little so- rough. I actually need to go back and restart Princess Principle. I was really into it. And I got to episode five and then I had to take a break to like finish the podcast show. And that's a show you can't just take a break in. You have to like watch it all. Oh, absolutely. But it's really, really good. That's another thing we covered because Ikea plant talked about it. So yeah, it's just the Ikea plant episode personally. Really and truly, High Dive, just please, I want you to be so much better. I really want you to. I love you, High Dive. I love you. I really want you. I want you to be the best you can be, especially if you're like, you have so many like IPs and shows on here that are actually really good that people should watch, mm-hmm. but they just don't because they're on your service and your service doesn't have a good name. Absolutely. High Dive doesn't sound like an anime streaming service. It sounds like where you'd watch, I don't know, documentaries. And it is a shame because they've got stuff like Call of the Night, uh, Made in Abyss, so many shows that are essential watching. They they have Lupin. They have Lupin. They have Ursa Yatsura. They have, they've got so much good stuff. They've got Oshinoko. They, they also have Penguin Drum, which Do I love. Penguin, Penguin Drum. Hmm? They also have the movies, which I need to watch. I need to watch Penguin Drum. I really, I really also need to watch Revolutionary Girl Utena, but we'll get there when we get Please, there. Yeah. We... So good. It's so good. Watch it in June. It's a great Pride Month show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a spoiler for the show, but it's the most Pride Month show of all time. Well, I've just been spoiled that Utena is gay. I didn't know. <laughs> Whoopsie. Did you, did, listener at home, did you know that Utena was gay as hell? I didn't. Yeah, it's... Uh, what's gayer, Utena or Flip Flappers? You decide. I don't know. <laughs> Flip Flappers is straddling the line, but doesn't want to commit to it. I also forgot that, that Flip Flappers is also a Yuri. <laughs> But it doesn't want to say it's a Yuri. It's so just straddling that Yuri line because. I was going to say they do fight in wedding dresses at the end. and Do at least say I love you and want to travel the world. Yeah, that's true. But they do that thing where you know how like in Japanese you've got like five different words for how much you love someone. But in English we only got I like and love you. And so they kept saying like I love you like. Poppyco was like, I love you at episode three. And I was like, okay, girl, you're coming on a little bit strong, but you know, whatever. I think you're going to steer yeah. away. Yeah. I, I definitely think that's probably a, a language thing. She probably used the different forms of love per 
episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Should learn Japanese, probably. Hey, Japanese is a pretty cool language to learn. So, yeah, this show is just every single, every single anime. And it's like I was saying before we recorded the podcast, it is anime. It is every single anime you could ever, ever want. It is, as you even said, that it's basically your, uh, what did you say? It was really cool. It said it was a great 15th anime to watch. Yeah, it's a great 15th anime. Because, you know, you want to, because, you know, at that point, you know, you like anime and you're like familiar with tropes. But you may not know specifically what, like, what genres you like. Whereas, like, you can come in and watch Flip Flappers. Like, whatever episodes you like the most, that's the genre you should go watch. It's so easy. (laughs) And you can just do it. All on high dive. All on high dive for $4 a month. (laughs) Get the latest shows with hot new simulcasts. Fresh from Japan. You can watch Oshinoko. <laughs> you can watch uh, the the Eminence and Shadow. You can if you're if you're if you know if you're a person of taste, you can watch Don Machi. You could watch Don Machi. You could be a person of exquisite taste too and watch Urusei Yatsura, or you could watch Flip Flappers. Okay, yeah, no, no, no. Watch watch Flip Flappers. Your boy Kong Ming and Urusei Yatsura. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go, and then just be like, I don't want you anymore, uh, I don't want you anymore, High Dive. Or you can just literally, whenever High Dive's parent company, Sentai, has sales, you can just buy Blu-rays for like $3, you can just do that too. That's true, the Sentai sales are lit. <laughs> they just happen every other week too, and you'll buy like 60 different Blu-rays for shows you don't even like. But you know what's important? Physical media. It is important. A fun, the Funimation thing has definitely taught us that. Mm-hmm. Sad. But uh, I, I just don't get why, what's it been, a year and a half since the acquisition? The library's not transferred? They said mm-hmm. it would be. I, I'm a reasonable, reasonable person. But this seems like some, uh, some baloney. If I, if I can say so myself, this seems like some pure baloney. Yes, but Crunchyroll's never been anti-consumer or given us false information. That's never happened before. I'm saying this sarcastically because they've done that. Anyway, let's talk about the show some more. Yeah, yeah. Instead Uh, of just talking about the platform it's on. Right? So, Um, so yeah, kind of going into it, what were were you expecting and kind of your first impressions of it? Yeah, so... I thought this was just going to be a, just straight up pure Maho Shoujo, just pure Maho Shoujo. The preview image or the promotional image and stuff has them just looking like the bestest of friends in school uniforms. I just thought we were going to get a wild, magical girl show, and I would have just a fun time, and all that would happen. But then it steadily was revealed to me that this is not, this is magical girl, but it's 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 like skim milk of magical girl shows like yeah it's in there and it's technically what the core theme could be or the core uh the core i guess just content could be but mostly it is just literally papika and coconut and their relationship that's the most important thing in the show which is unfortunate because i'm gonna i will i will say this absolutely Absolutely. I don't know what the factor is, but I cannot stand uh, Poppyka. Can't stand her. Cannot stand Poppyka. I I just, I, that's one of the things why I don't, I wasn't 
absolutely in love with the show. Papika just got more and more on my nerves. And when we finally get to the big climax at the end, I was just going, Papika, how can you just routinely take so many stupid pills all at once? Are you going to overdose on that? Because while there are a lot of the characters are not exactly teeming with brilliance and good decision making, it, a lot of the things that I don't like about the show is just Papika holds the idiot ball for too long and nobody else gets their turn on it. And when they do, they just absolutely throw it into the ground. But I, I wasn't expect I was expecting to like the show. I just wasn't expecting I was expecting to like it to a lesser degree. But I really did enjoy it. Um, I did like I like the character designs too. They're really oh. fun. Yes, yeah. I um I uh, I I actually really love uh their magical girl transformation designs so much. They're so they're just so cool to me. Like honestly, they just look so cool. And honestly, Use cool, fantastic design. I I don't care if he's like just really a green trash bag rabbit thing, but like in pure in pure illusion, he's looking good. <laughs> Yeah, he's Hashtag looking not a furry, but he's looking good. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly how I feel. I saw him and I was like, "Good lord, yeah. who um, put their blood, sweat, and tears into this?" <laughs> yeah, you, you know the show really, you really what the show was to me. <laughs> it was literally just babies. Uh, not babies first. That's that's insulting to flip flappers and what flip flappers does accomplish. It's more like, hey, uh, dad said you can't watch Wonder Egg Priority. Here's something that's a lot like it, but isn't going <laughs> that dumb hard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, that is true. That is true. It is very much like Wonder Egg Priority, but not as, uh, not as sad. Mm-hmm. Which is which is nice. Um. Something I want to ask you, because I was thinking about this. What do you, not that it really matters, but what do you think pure illusion is? Okay, so this is actually a perfect question because it ties into one of the things that I do not actually like about flip flappers. And while I do love figuring out things for myself, the, the rules of pure illusion and what pure illusion, the rules didn't seem always concrete to me, mm-hmm. especially with the crystals and all that, that they were collecting. I never... Although I paid 200% attention to the show, I never felt like I knew everything. And I I felt it was because the show wasn't explaining it to me. But as far as after seeing at the end of it, I just, the only thing I can surmise that pure illusion is, is just literally another world. I know they're probably trying to make a statement about that pure illusion is probably like, you know, dreams or something like that. Or like, it's, yeah. it's, it's like you're, where your ideal self is or something like that. Essentially, I mean, I guess it's just person. It's just mementos, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. I just really don't feel like Flip Flappers ever gave me enough evidence to go on and say what it absolutely is. What do you think it is? I I do agree. I don't think Flip Flappers, like the show itself, was concerned with like answering what it is. Um, I think that it's kind. Very much like how Mementos is like the collective unconsciousness of the uh, of all the people, I, I think it is very much like that. Because um, you know, we we in the show, like in some in several of the episodes, we we do see like either like direct memories of characters in the real world, or we see kind of 
guess the more the hidden selves of some of the characters in the show within that world as well, which is something that like would only be inside of one's unconscious or like one's other self. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's definitely what, what I think it is. Um, As far as what the amorphous jewels are, no fucking clue. Just, just, just the, the MacGuffin for the show really like, like just something to make them get in there, you know? Because we gotta, we gotta have them after something. Otherwise, what are we doing here? I feel like what was mo- the, I think the show really was most concerned with was like making sure that like the characters were likable for the most part. Like I also, I'm not a huge Poppyka fan. I'm definitely more of a, a Coquina fan. Poppyka looks like a Muppet. Her house, her head mouth is constantly open. <laughs> she's, she's just so. She's like the most airheady character you could possibly be. That girl catches flies in her mouth when she's just walking. She never closes her mouth. There are scenes where she's off to the side talking, and she literally looks like somebody's got their hand in the back of their skull, their skull, and just making her just flap up and down, up and down. The flip flap, the just real flip flapper is her mouth. I was gonna say she's just flip flapping her mouth like a just flip flapping her mouth all through every scene that she's in. Oh, and uh, this. Probably my the the thing that made me laugh every time in the show. It wasn't any joke. I don't think they meant for this to be funny, but in the OP, when Toto's just flipping in the air, mm-hmm. um, on his jetpack, that shit cracks me up. It's just so funny. He's like, because his face, he keeps his deadpan face, but he's like flipping with the with the fun OP music in the background. Mm-hmm. It just it just really tickles my my funny bone. I just had to say it. I'm looking at Poppyka right now and like I stared at her so long enough that I was like, she's she's a different character in some other anime. And then I was like, Poppyka is just Pecorine from <laughs> Princess Connect. And sure enough, they're Japanese they're voiced by the same Japanese uh Seiyu. And I was like, it all makes sense now. I don't know. I probably would have liked Poppyka more if I had watched it subbed, which I know is like an elitist anime watcher opinion, you know. But yeah, I agree but, with I agree I agree with your sentiment though. No, I mean it is I do think that is an elitist opinion, but it is it is a factual opinion. Some shows are just better in sub, which yeah. like is so weird because I know that like the cringy voice acting to us is probably like the same cringy voice acting to like a Japanese audience for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like give or take. So, like, is it just because we don't understand what they're directly saying and it just sounds cooler? Mm-hmm. Is it one of those things? I I absolutely believe that. I 200% believe that because some of the voices, even in Japanese, sound really over the top and really just um, a lot of extra energy is thrown in there. Because I do watch a, good, a little bit of NHK that's just Japanese. Mm-hmm. And they don't, no one talks like that. No one yeah. talks like, it's, it's just, it's just Frank and it's just there. So I, I, I feel like you're right about that. If it was, if I was seeing it, if I was a native Japanese speaker, I'd probably be, I'd see these subs and I'd be like, ugh. but, All right, but, but then, but then do they watch it in English dub and they're like, oh no, no, this this is the way to watch this show. You know, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I 
I remember seeing a, a post on Twitter that was just like, um, it was just something in the vein of somebody went to like two channel or whatever and said like, you guys arguing about anime thinking that you're just, you're special, but they're doing it over in, here in two channel, two channel about South Park and family guy. And they were saying like, they're showing posts from two channel translate. They were basically something like, I bet you watch this in Japanese. LOL, 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 LOL. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> it truly it truly is universal <laughs> it's universal the 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 elitists are everywhere doesn't matter oh man um okay uh something something that i back to the show something that i feel a little saddened by and i think they could have dealt a little bit more into it is uh i love a good cult um oh, I, yeah. I love learning Everybody about cults does. i think I think cult leaders are fascinating. I think cult survivors and learning about how they get indoctrinated into cults is also fascinating. Um, and I feel like we could have got a little bit more with the uh, antagonist because they were for sure a cult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, obviously it was just like the ex researchers still trying to get into um, pure illusion using the uh, human test subjects. Um, but I, I just feel like we could have got a little bit more cult time. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's something that I was going to address too. It kind of feels like the whole cult was just to make a big bad for this one scene. And then it actually becomes another character who I'm not going to spoil a right just yet, but then it's another character who just comes out of left field that the anime then just hastily explains that this is why this is like this. Um, but yeah, I totally agree that cult had a lot of things that I thought it was going to go for. But then we just said, like, no, 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 it's not the cult. It's these people who are the real bad guys, and it's not even them. It's their bad selves. And I said, well, I guess that's the anime. I guess that's another anime trope for you. Yeah, it's not me this... who did it. It's my evil self. <laughs> yeah. I, it, I, it's, it's just very persona, you know? It's <laughs> not... The coach may be an asshole in real life, but he's really an asshole in his head. That's where that's where all the real bad stuff is happening. I mean, uh, but but yeah, it's but that's even Persona, like saying it's like Persona. That is such a classic Japanese or like I wouldn't even say Japanese. That's kind of a little bit uh enclosing too much, but it's a classic trope, you know, like going inside of someone's men- head, you know, and battling like their mental psyche and all that. And I mean, that's Psychonauts. That's Psychonauts. <laughs> But it's such a popular anime trope, so that's why it's just something that's ingrained into like that uh, anime spirit. Um, yeah. So there's just so much that goes into that uh, that sequence or those sequences that I'm just like, yeah, this is a uh, I've I've seen this before, but at least you're trying. And they 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 followed my most important rule. They kept it fun and fresh. Mm-hmm. It's 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 at least fun. It may be like you know it's got it's got the tropes throughout, but it's fun and fresh about it. Um, even the portrayals are are fun and fresh in a way. Mm-hmm. I really was not saying spoiler alert. I was not seeing the the Toasty. portrayal. Like that is that is deep. That is deep, and I I definitely should have seen it coming. Um, after the episode one end credit scene, where they're um they're captured by the cult. Um, and then the start of episode two, she just comes back in the house like nothing happened. I was like, hmm. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, you're it's kind of like 
you don't even register the grandma as a character. She's just there because you would go, why Why is she there? Well, how right. is this girl taking care of herself? So I didn't even register as a facet of this show. She was just there to say, yeah, no, this girl isn't living alone. Why would she think that? The, the betrayals that do happen, I um, I kind of agree with you that it's done fresh and all that. It's done with a lot of uh, a lot of production effort. That's one thing for sure. Everything there's a lot of work that's done in the fight scenes and a lot with some of these scenes because when Tokina is collapsing, you know, it goes all bochi and she's just losing consciousness and like all her vi- it's giving you like a POV shot of Kokona and you're seeing like the lines of like her, the shoes and all that like you know go all wibbly wobbly and I like that and this show you know it's it's really got that uh that bochi spirit even though it predates bochi yeah but yeah I, I guess when you say bochi spirit what you mean is that it feels like the people working on it wanted to work on it. That's the bochi. That's the bochi ninja way. Yeah, they they wanted to come into work today. Mm-hmm. Like like they were actually excited about this one. Yeah. Really do feel like this was somebody's baby. Was it an original? It is an original. Okay, then yeah, yeah, they were super excited about it. Then I would like to imagine. I, I I mean, it's an original. I feel like you know when you're doing something that's original, there's a lot of um. A lot more work that goes into it too. I know that. Yeah, but honestly, this uh, this studio, uh, what is it? Three Hertz. Yep. They just they did Princess Principal as well. Now I'm just all, all the. Is this just what you're gonna do, IKEA Plant? You're just gonna recommend Studio Three Hertz shows? What's next? You're gonna be like, hey, you should really watch Sword Art Online Alternative. What about Dimension W? Oh, don't I heard Dimension W was not good. I think it was it was on Adult Swim, so couldn't be that bad it's not like adult swim ever has like bad shows on it right 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 that's sarcasm they do (laughs) (laughs) i mean they've definitely had a few yeah i i feel like you can tell when somebody's like doing an original thing because there's a lot more love in there and when originals are done right then they just ooh, just they're just like a full five course meal and flip flappers felt like a good felt like a good you know maybe like three course meal you know with a little bit of a milkshake at the end but at the same time, um, my milkshake had one of those umbrellas in it, you know, the little paper umbrellas, and I got myself stabbed a little bit in the throat with it. So that's, that's kind of that's my mentality with this show. No, I, I'd have to agree. I do. I think now knowing that it was for sure an original does it, it makes sense as to why some of the plot elements weren't fully like fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Um. And why they just kind of, they, they definitely chose to focus on what they knew they had instead of like trying to like reach for like filling in the gaps for the things they weren't like fully as a team. Like this is the the direction we want to go with it. But I guess what, what were some of the other things that kind of like uh, took away from your enjoyment of the show? Well, for one of the things I didn't like was I really didn't like episode five, the horror episode, mostly because it it didn't fit. It didn't fit. It didn't fit. As much as I know that Flip Flappers was trying to go for a little bit of everything, and that's to its benefit and to its detriment, having a horror episode just it it didn't feel you know it didn't feel right. You know. Yeah, it, I, it definitely spooked me. <laughs> yeah, it's spooky, and it's not. It feels wrong because it's so spooky. It, yeah. 
you can't have these bright, vibrant colored characters that are just happy go lucky and they have like a little bit of insecurity and then go to just straight up time loop horror horror no face zone it it feels kind of video gamey like you're playing a mario game and it's like grassland grassland fireland water world you know boss that's what it feels like it feels like they're like well next level on our on our anime bingo is horror episode and i didn't like it i did not like it (laughs) And I didn't, um, another thing that I did like, I do like the show. Don't, don't get me wrong. The episode after the, um, the one week friends episode where it's, Hey, in pure illusion, you can also go into somebody's like mind and live their life for them. And because they both went in at the same time, they got separate aspects of their life. And then they just jump back and forth. I was like, this feels, this doesn't feel right. You know? It doesn't yeah. feel necessarily as coherent as it should be. Maybe if they had been, and you know, that's like something that I feel like I constantly, I, I say over and over again, maybe if we had more episodes, this would have felt better. But if you had shown me that these characters were flip-flapping, flip-flopping and they're flip-flapping, and that that episode particularly, I could have been more on board with when you said, oh, sudden sad moment. Aren't you sad? She forgets them. And I said, yeah. I know how Alzheimer's works. I've had a grandma before. Yeah. What of it? Grandmas are so pure, though. So pure. But no, it it definitely, those two episodes do feel really out of place. Um, I think six is probably more important to the story than five, though. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, six shows that, like, pure illusion can affect the real world, whereas five, it's just, uh, just more... Uh, Papika and Coconut, like, showing that they do care about each other more than, like, the twins. And, uh, gosh, I am blanking on her name right now. Yaika care right, about their yeah. mission. Yeah. yeah. But, no, yeah, your opinions are totally valid. Well, I mean, my thing, though, is that this, that's why I have to say that this is a show about Papika and Coconut. Because four, episodes four, five, and six are just there to, to do nothing. They're supposed to build their relationship and all that. And so I have to be invested in their relationship. And that doesn't necessarily work if I'm looking at one character going, I wish you would shut up. I'm sorry, Brittany Kowalski. And so it's one of those things like you don't want you don't want absolute filler, you know, but if you have to have filler, make it fun. And I wasn't having fun with episode four, five and six as much as I was with everything else, you know, especially on the come down from episode three, which was a bomb fantastically action-filled and just, you know, just exciting and thrilling. Okay. Okay, so as, as I was saying before... Executive producer Nora was like, I need to go do some field research <laughs> for the next episode. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so ha- coming after off of episode three and then just hitting that point where it's like, here's a refractory period. We got to build up the relationship and them all being just ideas out of a hat. <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. Because they're not, I'm not having fun as much as I could have, you know. Yeah, that's. I fair. mean, 
Would we hate would we hate the Naruto filler if the Naruto filler was actually good? Probably we would still hate it, but we would hate it a little bit less. I mean, it, the Slug Village one and the Crystal Lady wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, also we can't forget that like Hinata had a good filler episode, you know, when they were hunting for the bug. I can't forget that. It was a really cool episode. I like when Hinata does stuff. But Yeah, but that's there's just thing. too much of it, yeah. Yeah, but that's my but that's my thing is this is a 13 episode show and we've got three episodes that are just and then Papika and Kokona Kokona went to uh went to Corpse Party Land. Um Papika and Kokona went to went to Sad Sad Land and then now they're in Are You Lost Land or whatever that anime was. Was it Are You Lost? I don't remember. It's been so long. You know the show I'm talking about, right? Uh, uh, maybe. Yeah, it is. Are you lost? Uh, no, it came out in like two years ago, three or four years ago. It came out a while ago. It was basically about girls lost at sea. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I did, I do remember hearing about this, and actually, the cover it looks familiar. It it. I did does. not watch this. Yeah, this well, is the one where they make a lot of horny jokes for like no reason. <laughs> Why, yes, I see you are accustomed to anime. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the anime where they make a lot of horny jokes for no reason? Well, you have just limited it down to a whopping every single anime. Congratulations. I just just really wanted to make sure I was uh, thinking of the right show here. (laughs) Well, you're not thinking of the wrong show with that kind of a descriptor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um... Yeah, so I guess how'd you feel about the Tusty being the spoiler alert again? Tusty the the villain. All right, folks, y'all into big spoiler country. So if you want to not get spoiled for flip flappers, then skip time. One hour, forty eight minutes, and nineteen seconds. Got to do the spoiler country warning right there. So, um, as far as like the mom, as you're saying, the mom being the big bad, I was just like. <laughs> I was just collapsed on my sofa going, what is going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's me, your mom. I'm the bad guy, but also I'm not the bad guy. I'm just a product of my environment because this cult place wanted to wanted to use me, but I wasn't too too okay with that. And also salts your dad. <laughs> and I was just collapsed in my couch going, what is happening? <laughs> And then also, Poppyka's probably more like 30 or 40. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> that was wild. Very problematic. And we're just going to act like she had a whole rebirth, so it's not problematic. <laughs> yeah, she's like a 35-year-old telling this like 16-year-old that she loves her. And I'm like, listen here. Yeah, I've I've seen Twilight one too many times to go through this again. It's okay when it's on Discord. It's not okay when it's an anime. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> for the joke. Poppycoat uh, is literally like, ooh, ooh, where is my little Discord kitten? <laughs> ooh, ooh, coconut, you ready to go flip flopping? <laughs> Hop into bed wars and we'll flip flap. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, because yeah. it was literally like, I'm not, I'm not a 17-year-old high schooler. 
<laughs> I'm like a 30 year old and I was and just... I and I'm your godmother basically <laughs> I have loved you since the moment you were born <laughs> oh man um it's like no, you said I I was like, a... calm down there Jacob yeah straight up. you don't need to imprint so hard um <laughs> Uh, I, I found it a. I found it really funny because of our last episode. Um, whenever we were joking about how sometimes animes are like all fine and dandy until your best friend betrays you and pushes you off a cliff, <laughs> and this anime was all fine and dandy till your mom takes over your body. <laughs> oh man! But they literally, literally, they were like. <laughs> it's literally enough flip flappers once again taking every single anime trope it can it was like the dead mom is a crucial plot point and i was like okay i get it you watch anime <laughs> because literally kakashi goto same thing the anime the mom being dead is a crucial plot point it's just come on <laughs> flip flappers oh my gosh and both dads are looking for the mom for over 10 years yeah and it's 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 just ava just had to do it that one time and now that's just what we've got for the rest of animatum oh man at least it's no at least we're not eating our best friends anymore well well i mean don't speak for yourself most of the time (laughs) speak for yourself i was gonna say at least most of us Y'all ever noticed that Haji stopped coming back around at about the time I said I was hungry? Uh, no, but yeah, the mom being the 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 bigish bad, the I again, it was just what's happening. Which it, it's it's anime. It's not like I'm. It's not like I'm invested in the anime for cohesive storytelling. If I wanted that, I this would not be the hobby for me to pick up. But at the same time, you've got to at least have a little bit. But the mom coming back and all of that, I actually wanted to ask you, is it... I thought it was a little confusing. And was it confusing or was I just not giving all my 200% into this anime? Uh, No, it definitely... <sighs> It definitely did fumble, like, like trip over its feet a little bit. Um, because they, like, they, they explain it, but then it's, like, the bad Mimi takes over Kokona's body, right? And is, like, acting as Kokona, and then she leaves the body, and now has her own body back in pure illusion, but then right, other Mimi shows up. And I feel like if you just take it, like what, what they say, it's fine and it makes sense. But then if you think about it, it's, it doesn't make sense. I, it's, it's kind of like the Yu-Gi-Oh card game where it's like, I know how to do a normal summon, but I don't know how to reverse triple fusion summon this card from my graveyard, you know? Yeah, I don't know how to synchro into my XYZ out of a pendulum summon from the graveyard. I mean, like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It, it's just... Like, like I like I think that's why, at least for me, the show, like, spoiler alert, is about the same rating as Kakushi Goto, because it, it's good. It's really good. It's a fun time. It's, it's rewatchable. It's recommendable. 
but like it doesn't fully pull through with like the story elements, you know? Like it's like like I can't go back. But like Attack on Titan, even like some of the plot holes or things that like you can go back and like you can see like the groundwork for what's happening being like laid out. Mm-hmm. Which like you get a little bit here, but there's still like a few holes every now and again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'll just let it go, I guess. My my sentiment uh, about why it was confusing for me. So part of it was, okay, so again, this is just the Ikea plant episode. Ikea plant said something about wait till you met Mimi. And I was like, who is Mimi? And I thought the little girl who replaced Yayaka was Mimi. And then it wasn't Mimi. Mimi was the mom. And that's not a mom name. That's not like, that's Martha is a mom name. Yeah. So Mimi shows up and I'm, I, I, I don't know. And her entire thing about being with Kokona and that, you know, she's your mother. I'm your mother. I have the right to your future and what you decide to do. You know, I, I get that. And it kind of ties with the themes that eventually Coca Kokona opens up with, you know, that she felt like she was just floating down a river that she had no control over. And then the mom is basically saying, yep, you have no control over it. And, you know, that's kind of the theme of Flip Flappers a little bit is control and the power of imagination. And that's what I'm going to decide the themes are. So when it's just revealed that the mom is going to be extra, just extra clingy and extra evil and have a dark side to it, to herself, I was just, in salt too, apparently. I just was like, this is a little bit, this is just a little tad too much anime all at once. Just on the sliding scale of anime, this is, um, this is reaching a soft nine. So I wasn't, I just, I was, I was a little confused. And, but I I did like the message that the mom, as a villain, was trying to address to, <laughs> to Coconut. It's just ruined when Poppyka's over there going like, yeah, Mimi, let your daughter be free. I'm going to go touch her later. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, I don't think you should, I don't think you should uh, honestly let her hang out with this low-key predator. <laughs> she is very much a it's no i i do agree i think the message of like like loving and like caring for like your family and stuff is important but you can't be like i'm literally gonna control your life you're just gonna sit here in the boat on the river <laughs> you know while i like tell you where to go um i, I think that that was good <laughs> but but yeah poppy then going Pretty much, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do things to your daughter once we're done here, like <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> did did take away from it, but I mean, at least at least Papika's honest about about what she wants in life. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing that gets me annoyed with Papika too is that Papika's constantly just. <laughs> coconut. I love coconut. I love coconut, and I'm like. I don't understand why. Why do you love Coconut so much? You're like, what has Coconut done? You, she just pops out of a hole on a surfboard, and you're just, or you pop out of a hole on a surfboard. Go, I found you, Coconut. You just go. You smell delicious. (laughs) You just go full on. Just go full on. Ooh, ooh, a new Discord kitten. 
and full, full, full tips the door. <laughs> <laughs> My coconut. Full like <laughs> just sees her out in the wild and goes, "Oh man, have you?" <laughs> Hey, do you want to go to Dairy Queen? I'm pretty, you'd be pretty mature for your age. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but <laughs> uh. she just with her grassly voice goes, "What kind of blizzards do you like from Dairy Queen, Eminem?" <laughs> and Coconut is like, "I don't know you, but you say you love me." And it, it, it's it's just, I don't know, Poppyco. <laughs> The faults I have with the show are the weird episodes and Poppy. <laughs> not yeah, that's my faults with the show. I mean, those are reasonable faults. I, I do feel like, like Poppyka. I don't, I don't dislike her as much as you do, but I, I do. Whenever I think about her, I'm like, mm, that's not great. Like that's just <laughs> not great when I like just put thought into it. But I mean, it's a fun, it's <clears throat> the show itself is fun enough for, for I can overlook it. I mean, I did buy this show on Blu-ray after all, like I like it enough. Yeah. And um, I mean, whenever the Sentai sale goes, goes on, I will probably buy it on Blu-ray as well. But, yeah. but the, the thing that hurts it for me is Poppyka. And honestly, I'm, I'm focusing too much on Poppyka because Coconut herself isn't exactly um, holding up the weight of the entire show on her shoulders properly because she's kind yeah. of just a negative Nancy the entire time. Yeah, and, but, I mean, it's pretty reasonable why she's being negative. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that her character... I'm not saying that I don't understand her character. I'm just saying that I don't like, you know, like, her character. Like, I don't like... Yeah. I don't like the Mexican pizza from Taco Bell, but that doesn't mean I'm going to say that the Mexican pizza from Taco Bell isn't doing what it's doing because it's supposed to do it, you know? I get I what you're saying. I get what you're saying, yeah. Just got it suddenly on the brain. But yeah, it's or yummy. I really liked the spicy tostado when they had that, but, you know. Yeah, they refuse to have good things on the menu, but apparently they're doing a, a poll or an election. I hope they hope the people with the Taco Bell app vote back the Cool Ranch Locos Taco because that shit was good. That's true. That was really good. I, I'll just do like what my dad thinks I did for the, the last election. I'll just like, you know, steal the vote and all that so we can have it again. <laughs> So, yeah, so getting back to Flip Flappers, all the faults I have with the show uh, and all the things I am complaining about are kind of just lost in the fact that I did really like this show. And I did, I enjoyed it a whole lot, enough to where when I was finished, I kind of felt like when we got to the ending and the ending was, you know, turns out that they're, they're probably still in pure illusion, but they're going to be together. Even removing the whole Poppyka is actually 30-something. I still was like, oh, that's a nice little sweet ending. Everybody's life goes on. That's so sweet. Things are getting better and they'll be friends forever or not. I don't know. They use that whole love thing really vaguely. And they were in wedding dresses. They were in wedding dresses. And those wedding dress designs were really cool. I really liked it. Actually, I really, um, I do love me a good ma magical girl transformation sequence and Flip Flappers really did a great job with that. 
I totally thought they were going to do what most magical girl shows could do and be like, all right, we got to kill two minutes of time. Let's do the transformation sequence now. All right, great job. But they really just shortened it each time. And then even Yaya Ka got, Yaya Ka, she got one too. And I liked that. Yeah, that was actually really surprising. And I like that. Uh, I like that she got green hair. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Um, and just a little design touch, something that I liked on this show. And it's, it's another, it's a, it's a trope for sure. Um, but in both like their regular fits and, uh, their magical girl fits, they're like, the coconut and, uh, Papika's eyes and, uh, hair are like flipped. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I, I, I always like it when shows do that. Oh yeah. It is a cute, is definitely a cute design and they're, their their magical girl designs or their flip platforms are not yeah. over designed, but they're still. I mean, I think Poppyka has this like whole just missing part of her midsection, like her dress is just two pieces of cloth covering her boobs in a way. It doesn't. I'm I'm describing it very poorly, but it's still a really cool design. So, and this show, for all the faults I'm giving it or all the things I'm like being like kind of a little bit like down on the show still does have a lot of great design choices and just very, if anything that you can take away from it, it's at least extremely imaginative in the best way. It's kind yes. of highlights what we are, what I want from anime and that's experiences that I can't get from anything but anime. So while I'm complaining that, Oh, this is a trope. This is a trope. This is a trope. This is a trope. It's every single anime ever. It's at least doing something that only anime could do. And that's what makes this an amazing show is that it is anime for the sake of anime. It couldn't be a live action show. It couldn't be, I mean, I don't even think it has a manga adaptation because what could they do with a manga adaptation? It is an anime that persists for anime's sake. And I love that for it. I, I really echo those sentiments. I think the medium of animation is, um, one of the most uh, creative mediums that we have as a as a species, and I find it really disheartening and sad when a lot of shows um, don't use it to mm-hmm. uh, its fullest to its fullest potential. Um, so when a show comes along like this, um, like Bochi, uh, I don't want to say it, but Demon Slayer. Um, you know, they really show like how much you can really do with animation. And I think that that is really like really its biggest selling point. Um, it's, I feel like it, it is a complete show, but it does, at, it, it can really just be shown more as like an animation showcase for, uh, for these animators and how, how talented the staff that worked on this was. Mm-hmm. And I just appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate everything that Flip Flappers does. I mean, I may not like it, but it is pure anime, and that's that's what we that's what you want from anime is something that you can only get in anime form because it could only be done in anime form. So I guess we'll just wrap it up and give final thoughts and all that. Um, if you want to do that, unless you have anything else you want to contribute. No, yeah, I was, I that's pretty much about it. Um, as far as final thoughts, um. I do. Um, I know that there's always a lot of talk of like, oh, like what's a good starter anime? But there, there, there is there is a class of shows that are from like 
these are like shows to like show to people to kind of get them into the into anime or shows that you can show to people that don't even like anime um that are just like good like shows that may like show like the merits of animation as a medium um and then there's like those class of shows that are like right right before you're like full on watching uh monster musume inuki's dog and like you know the real weeb shit I, i'm not gonna <laughs> name them off but we we've all watched the the real i i'm an anime fan animes but there's like those intermediate shows where it's like i like anime i feel like i've watched uh you know what everybody talks about because everybody talks about you know just the most popular shows and that's what most people are going to recommend you um but you know then there are the shows that like really like help fosters one like one's relationship with anime i feel like are the shows that you can find that like you think you only watch and are really special and that kind of what at least for me what really like kept bringing me back to anime time and time again and this is this would definitely be one of those shows for you yeah but with that said i think my final score i can't look at my my mal list so i don't remember exactly what i gave it but probably like i said right about the 7.5 7.6 range it's just a good show i do wish that the story didn't have as many plot holes. Mm-hmm. Um, how about yourself? So I do. I do want to just jump off a little bit about what you're saying, like an anime litmus test to determine how much of into anime you can be. Like a good mid anime, like a midsection anime, the bri- a bridge anime, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, this is a perfect bridge anime to determine how much anime you can handle. But that also makes it the perfect, like you're saying, the perfect anime because it's not going with the wild, crazy, wacky stuff that us, um, you know, Chad image uh, anime enjoyers take in, like, you know, or for the better or for worse, like incest, you know, like over the top, etchy, gratuitous, just um, gratuitous time travel, you know, all that. It's, it's a bridge to those things that will damage your life, but that also makes <laughs> and it your like psyche. This- yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's the perfect bridge anime to get you to that point, and I think that's why I like it the like it as much as I do because it's it's getting you there, and that's why it's almost anime distilled to an almost pure form. Um, it's got those tropes that are fun from anime, but it's also got the tropes that aren't fun from anime meshed into a perfect sequence, and I really like that because while I'm not too crazy about this character driven show's characters, I don't like poppyka by any means and i don't like coconut that much but i still understood the plot that was going on and i understood why the characters were behaving as such and i do wish there was less gaff and fluff that i didn't enjoy but i still really enjoyed the story that was going on and i did think that it was presented with a lot of heart and a lot of spirit into everything like the fight scenes and just making something that was wholly unique to itself i mean just because you've got a lot of tropes doesn't make you unoriginal if you combine those tropes into new things. You know, like you take Legos and take your Millennium Falcon Lego set and make like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. I mean, yeah, you're taking all the elements from something else and to make something new. And that still makes it something new, even if it's built out of something else that's already been done. So just to just to say, I really like this show. I would give it a recommendation for if you were you just had an evening and you wanted to just have something to just pop through in uh like you know four hours or so so and it's another reason to get high dive and 
I, I want high dive to succeed because you know they they might make me mad, but who do, who who do I love that doesn't make me mad? So high dive, uh, I give high dive a seven. I give I give flip flappers. I give flat flappers a a solid eight. Yeah, I was gonna say uh real quick. Just uh, always remember, even with like Lego sets, the instructions are really just suggestions. <laughs> they're just they're just guidelines. Do whatever you want. Yeah, so there's a lot of fun to be in flip flappers, and I'm really, I'm really glad that I watched it. IKEA plant men batting at like perfect, perfect one zero. Haven't given a bad recommendation yet, but that just means when you fail, then it'll you'll hit all the much harder on the ground, and then you will be judged accordingly. So no pressure. That's true. Yeah, you actually cannot fail at this point. Yeah, like if you recommend something and it whiffs, oh my god, you'll never live it down. But no pressure though. No pressure that now I've got you on this pedestal that few have ever been to, and it's so high up in the air that if it crashes, you probably will die before you even hit the ground, but no pressure. And we'll probably desecrate your corpse too, but no pressure. And we'll probably just, all the goodwill that we did have to you will probably just evaporate, but no pressure. Yeah, no pressure though. No, no pressure. No pressure. Just every single word you have from now on will be judged accordingly. No pressure. I really also want to thank you for recommending the show as well, because without you doing it, there would be no watching flip flappers anyways. So thank you, Alex. And thank you for like hanging out too. It was a whole lot of fun. Thank you for having me watch Kakushi Goto. Actually. I, I am very glad that I watched that show. It, it, it helped me. It helped remind me that I need to check my own biases towards certain show genres more often than not. Yeah. And I think that I think that flip flappers really, um, really just kind of made me go like this is what i like about anime is when it is being just anime at its own at only what anime could achieve so thank you again this was a whole and it was a whole lot of fun to talk even though executive producer nora was adding a whole lot of issues with this but you know can you blame her i can't you got to get the research in yeah she's got to get the she you think you think we just come up here and just talk no there's a there's ex- an excessive amount of research that goes into every single episode. It just doesn't always make it in. But yeah, thank you once again, Alex, for hanging out. And thank you, listener, for hanging out because you've been listening to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. You can go to our website at otakumelancholy.com to see all our links, including those to our episodes past, present, and future. And you can even, if you're feeling a really spicy, check out our social media as well, like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and give us a follow on those to see stupid memes that I make off my phone as well as just updates on the podcast and all that kind of fun stuff. And if you're feeling super extra Diablo spicy, you go to patreon.com slash and support us for as little as $3 a month to get bonus episodes, episodes with no breaks in them, as well as your name being shouted out like all these people will get. I would like to thank these fine folks for making this episode possible. Anime of the Week, Chris S., Green Buff Coon, Darth Egg, Earthworm, the Anime Brother, Ikea Plant, Jalvin, and Steered Marlin. Thank you all for helping to make this podcast super special and being patrons. And thank you, obviously, Alex, too, for that. Oh, absolutely. I love to do it. Uh, honestly, good time. The super yeah. secret supporter chat. You never know what we're talking about in there. Yeah, never talking about how chairs, uh, talking about chair blushing last time. So that was super fun. <laughs> oh, oh, chair blushing. Oh, chair blushing. But yeah, uh, you want to go ahead and plug your stuff? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm over uh, at the Anybody's Podcast. Um, 
you know, we're a bi-weekly show where we watch and review anime uh, from really whenever and well, I was about to say wherever, but <laughs> it's anime can technically only be one place. But you know what I meant. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I next week um, we're watching Nisekoi. So I once again, we'll, yeah, we're we're in our slice of lifetime. I believe uh, Maddie will be joining us after Nisekoi for a super special episode for a super special property. Oh yeah, that's right. I'll be there. I'll be there, and also uh, also the other the other Matt, Matt will be there too. That is true. That is true. He's actually very excited. We're all excited. I'm always excited to hang out and do stuff. But once again, thank you for doing this. Thank you for asking me. I am glad to do it anytime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it was a whole lot of fun. I always enjoy hanging out with you. And I enjoy hanging out with you too, listener. Thank you for reaching the end of this podcast. It means a whole lot that you got through it all and dealt with two executive Nora decisions. Anyways, it means a whole lot for you to have listened to this episode. I hope to see you next week whenever we talk about whatever we're talking about. But until then, I hope you have a great week, a great day. Bye-bye, take care, and gambate.